we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not going to see Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. We are so excited because we are back for another Real Housewives of Potomac recap. I'm here once again with my roommate and co-host for the Potomac recaps, Kelsey Corley. Kels, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk about the pot-stirring ladies of Potomac. Pot, the pot-stirring <laughs> pot ladies of Potomac. Potomac. Yeah, this... This season of Potomac is next level. This episode yeah. was filled with great moments. Michael's crime is finally revealed in this episode. It It's one of the weirdest things to like see this because the allegations are against a Bravo like employee. You know what I yeah. mean? And we really break down the fourth wall here because they have to acknowledge the fact that they're on a reality show, which is kind of the elephant in the room in most of these confrontations. Yeah. And here it is. They're actually talking about it, which I thought was really interesting and kind of cool. It was it was exciting. I'm sad that this is um, like a, a sexual assault allegation is what brought us here, but I'm glad we're seeing it. It's glad you're on. We're glad it's on the TV. We're not glad of the circumstances that yeah. brought it forth. But before we even get to Michael, we have to start um, with Giselle and Robin because that's who the episode okay, starts. I just with. have to say, every single time you go Giselle, Giselle. What? It, that's what I'm saying. Giselle. No, you're no. You, you just said it right now, but you've been saying Giselle like without a Z with an S. Oh, Giselle. Yes, Gis- exactly. Giselle. <laughs> That's like my southern charmed. Like I can't get I can't get anything right. Well, Giselle is getting like an is she's like remodeling her house. She bought this all broke down house, but it's on like a ton of land, and it has mm. lots lots of options. I am laughing a little bit that she thinks she's gonna do this in six months. Mm-mm. Like that's basically a full gut and tear job. She said it was gonna be. Four months. She was gonna. They said they were. They yeah, were she was gonna. She was gonna hurry them up. Yeah. Okay. Contractors always lie. They say shorter than it's gonna be. It's always gonna be longer. You have to factor in the fact that afterwards you're gonna have to go in and go around and point out all the stuff that's fucked up and then have them fix it. And believe me, there will be fucked up shit. If you've ever worked with any contractors ever, you know, you're gonna have to go do the walkthrough and force them to redo. What they did shittily. Well, how long did it, how long did, remember you guys came through this place a few times? The, our yeah. current place we're in. All we did was we expanded our bedrooms and that took three months longer than we thought it was going to take. Remember? Mm-hmm. We were like, and we need to get to the house. We need to get out of uh, yeah. a, the Wiener Schnitzel that we were leaving behind and move into the suburbs. Not even next to the Wiener Schnitzel, behind the Wiener Schnitzel, yeah. guys. It was... I'm so happy to be where we're at. <laughs> and I'm sure Giselle will be very happy to be. You just did it again. What? Giselle. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't. Um, but Robin and Giselle start um, talking about. Penisgate. Which they named themselves Penisgate, which is, I think, fantastic. It's very helpful because having to say when Michael was 
they were talking about Juan, we suspect. It's just, it really simplifies it for everyone. I mean, I liked the one that they were getting more towards the end where it was like, suck a penis gate. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was my favorite one. But uh, they are arguing about who should be more to blame for the drama that went down at Candace's party. Robin thinks Giselle... Did I get it right? Yeah. But she's but she's not saying Giselle is to blame. She's just she, saying like she brought it up and she first. should at least get part of the blame for it. Exactly. Like she's, well, she's trying to say like everything came down on me, but you yeah. were the one who initially stirred the pot. Like I wasn't even going to bring this up tonight and you're the one. And then Rob, Giselle's like, well, you're the one that like didn't just uh, like, you know, apologize and let it go and like squash She was denying and denying and denying and deflecting. And finally she was like, finally... I accept 4% of... Yeah, yeah I, I loved it. She was like, yeah, um, it's partly my fault, but only like 4%. We're like... I'll only own 4% of it, but nope. She was stirring the pot every which way in every pot that night. Yeah, Giselle's on a on She a like path. stirs everyone up and then just watches them all attack each other. And she's like, ma. Well, yeah, well, didn't Karen call her out on... In, in, on Twitter about doing that this episode, saying something, lying to Ashley. They've all been calling her out about that. She calls herself out about it. She just laughs. She's like, ah, look at me. I'm such an I'm such an evil person. Give her the spoon. That's what she says. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was loving Ashley. She's like, I'm nervous about the spoons, and I was like, I don't get this. I, because I'm I'm still fresh to Potomac. I feel like I still need to like I don't know it all. You're still warming up to all e- these women. Exactly, yeah. and how it goes down. So next we see Candace at a lunch date with her husband, Chris. And um, she asks him, like, can we need to have more than one date night. Like, we can do a casual one. And his response is just, um, one night's all I got. I thought that was so rude. Well, she was like, do you want to be with me all day, every day? And he's like, no. That's true. But, but like, I also felt like there was underlying tension already. Well, clearly, because it, it all comes to the surface. And no more than, what, five minutes later? But I think Candace is just so close to the surface. Always? Not necessarily always, but since her mom hit her with her purse. Yeah, she's on edge. Because that's mortifying. Yeah. Like, mortifying. And then the fact that her mom was like, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, and that, exactly. I'm not denying that Candace has narcissistic tendencies of her own, but to be gaslit by her mother this whole time is like... It's too much. And she probably thought going to therapy would be helpful, and her mom would finally be like, you know what? I need to work on this, no, but nothing. Not no. one ounce of responsibility. Her mom was just basically being like, no, this is all you. Oh, you do these things. Oh, this isn't real. She likes to cry. She likes to cry, yeah. So rude. She's a therapist, you know. Um, But Chris kind of confronts Candace and is like, you know, the stuff that you were upset about with your mom, about her cutting people off and not letting them finish their thoughts and kind of controlling the situation loudly to kind of prove their point and win. It's kind of what you do to me. And she's like, no, no, not even a comparison, not even a comparison. And she's trying to be like the emotional, emotional boost, the emotion. I can't say emotional abuse. Yeah. That comes with it. She's like, isn't isn't the same. She's like, I'm not doing that to you. Like, I'm not diminishing you. I'm not putting you down like she does. I'm just interrupting. Like, I just, you know. And she's like, that's not true. You, it's not fair to say that. And she does put them down too. That's the other that's thing. That's the thing, yeah. She does the exact same thing. I mean, that's the cycle of abuse. Yeah, and it's, you do it to someone else. And in this moment, he's trying to explain to her, 
this is what you do. You need to watch this yourself. If this is what your annoys you about your mother, look at yourself and don't do this to me specifically. And she's doing it right to him. She's like doing it literally on camera. They do a one of those flashbacks five seconds ago, like where it's yeah. literally like we just want to like hammer it in that she's, she definitely does she's, this. Yeah, it's real, uh, but she doesn't believe it and she storms out, which I thought was very dramatic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like her mom was not wrong. She does have a flair for the dramatic. Yeah, and then she's like crying in her car and like not driving and wanting to drive away, and I was kind of upset because I felt for Chris. When he's trying to like explain to her the situation and what what he's trying to do and how he's trying to help her, and she's like, "I don't care, it's my life." And he's like, "Well, I'm your husband." Yeah, it's their, it's life, their together. life together. Exactly. If he if she's in his life, and her mother's in her life, the mother's going to be in his life, and he needs to understand. He needs her to understand that the problems that they're having are going to effectively direct the relationship that they have with each other. <laughs> Effectively direct is what you said. I, you know what? Directly affect. Yes. Everyone knows what you mean. I, um, I, I mix everything up. It just all gets caboodled. Caboodled. Um, so then we see Karen and Ray at a motorcycle lesson for whatever reason. It was like a t- three minute scene. In a buffet of drama. They decide us, decided to just give us this little taste of something. Yeah. Karen also grew up on a farm, much like Haiti. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, she was riding go-karts all around. She wanted to show her man. <laughs> My favorite ride. part was Karen was wearing the high heels and she goes, well, at least I look cute in case I fall. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how she was like, is it, this is what I'm supposed to be wearing or whatever? <laughs> is it? Yeah, Isn't it? that was it. Yeah. Yeah, that was cute. I do like seeing her and Ray together. I think they're a very, very cute couple. I'm, I'm, it's one of those things where it's like, You've only seen a little bit so far. I've only seen a little bit, but I I was shocked at first when I heard the age difference Mm -hmm. where it's like it was 30, 50, now they're 50, 70. But then at the same time, I'm like, they are like the perfect couple. It seems like they love each other so much. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. I think they definitely do love each other a lot. Again, I bet. And I used to think that about Erica Jane and Tom Girardi, but I'm, I'm not so sure anymore. I definitely don't think that. Have you seen her kiss him? Yeah. She looks like God. She's like, what does is, what is Bethany say? When you marry rich, you, um, you pay for every dollar? A work for every dollar? Is that what she says? I don't think it's work for every... Maybe it is work for every dollar. Well. But like... I yeah. mean... I didn't see uh, Aaron Brockovich jumping over backwards to give it to Tom <laughs> Girardi, but uh, Miss Erica Jane did. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Ashley, let's get back to Potomac because Ashley meets Monique in a baby store because Monique loves that Ashley is, you know, excited and wants to have a baby. And because she herself is having a baby, she wants, you know, to share that experience with someone who's so excited about it. And that's mm-hmm. Ashley. And I, I love how calm and friendly and like welcoming to every single woman in the group um, Monique has been during her whole pregnancy. It's like she's just like filled with so much happiness that she can't help but be positive to all the other women except for when she has to threaten to drag um, (laughs) Candace later but I felt that was rightful. (laughs) It was definitely she was in her rights. She was trying to be so nice. Um, Anyway I also really thought it was hilarious that Monique said that Robin is pinky and Giselle is the brain. Yeah, I was dead. And they showed a picture of uh, Robin with pink hair even. So funny, I was these dead. editors. 
Um, I also noticed Ashley was talking about the knife thing, and I knew she was going to cling to that, about how she had a weapon and blah, 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 to try to play the victim, and there she is, doing it. Well, she had a knife. Like it was a butter knife. A knife is a knife. Yeah, she's like she could put she could have picked up a fork or a spoon. Those are right there, but she chose a knife. The intention was there. I might be more scared of the fork, honestly. Yeah, a fork will actually do damage. I like a, a butter ninja knife. star style fork. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you've ever seen Nacho Libre, you know even an ear oh of corn. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God, why did you bring up that scene? (laughs) That is my least favorite scene in a movie of all time when they throw the freaking street corn and it goes in their eye. I'm just saying. That is terrifying. That was, why did you bring that up? If anyone else has seen Nacho Libre, which is actually a fantastic movie. It still holds up. One of my favorite movies of all time. But there is a scene that I, I still to this day have to turn around. And if you know it, you know it. It's got to deal with street corn and an eyeball. But I mean, yeah, I mean, she could have, I mean, she could have street corned that knife right into. Oh my God. Street corned that knife. Okay. Right into Ashley's, you know, eye. So Michael's assault allegations street corned right onto front page news. Yeah. They do a two days later flash, which uh, it was dramatic to say the least. Yeah. We and see Karen getting the text Kardashian style. Oh, with the makeup artist behind her. Oh, yeah, and he's us- trying to read the text. We see Wendy Williams. Yeah, wait. I, I love that. This. I loved it because they let Wendy Williams dish the dirt and spew the tea, which I thought was perfect. Um, you can't go around and touch people's butts. Allegedly was what so Wendy good. had to say. It was so good. I was so happy. I, I and I forget that I think Wendy's on oxygen, right? Is that her network or what is she on? I have no idea. Because she's got to be NBC Universal. That's how they got all this. Because yeah. you know she's in the family. She's in the family. The housewives do her circuit. Yeah. I, I do love Wendy Williams, so this was a great thing. I feel like I'd seen this clip before. Yeah, I'd, I'd she's a great it. television personality. Mm-hmm. She's How hysterical. I'm so glad she kicked that sorry-ass husband to the curb. Oh, yeah. She's living her best life yeah. now. So we're all rooting for you, Wendy. We love you, Wendy. <laughs> um, But yeah, everyone's getting text messages and talking about it. Monique does the big reveal that this all went down at the rainbow party for her baby that i thought was the biggest revelation of the entire episode and you see this that that like clip and michael's like looking straight at the camera <laughs> and you're like mm-hmm. he was looking for some butts. remember he disappeared in the middle of the speech mm-hmm. and I, it's just hmm no maybe he was crying not because of the miscarriage but because he but got because caught because he got caught grabbing butts that's horrible i'm sorry it's i mean it's fine it's a it's it's a theory it's a theory we'll just say that much it's definitely a theory um i love how robin's reading the news and she's got her legal jargon out because you know she and juan have been through it and she's she's like this this isn't a civil case this is serious it's so funny this is the real deal uh he go to jail for 11 years it's three to 11 years is the time frame that he could be locked up. So this, if he gets convicted, which, which we know he doesn't, which we know the case, the gets charges dropped. were dropped, but it could have been bad. Um, Monique, uh, tells, I think it was Candace that she's like still going to support Ashley and be there for her. Cause she was like, if this was happening to me, I would need my girlfriends. And Candace is like, well, you are a Christian. Like, you you doing <laughs> you do this. You. Yeah, like, you go right ahead. But, like, me, on the other hand, I'm done. 
Then it cuts to Ashley and Katie. Katie. It, what, did you, what did you say? She was d- oh, under, K- undercover? Katie's wig is horrible. I saw online people saying she looked like Daria. But I think she looked like... Like, the way she was looking around to the whole episode, she looked like she was undercover as Ashley's friend and doing an expose on Michael. <laughs> she was, like, trying to get the dirt. Her eyes were so shifty. She kept staring everywhere. It was wild. The whole outfit was crazy. Later on, she wore a hat that it... You know how on dolls, the hat, like, locks into place? Locks and with it, the, like, with sits thing, yes. right on top it's of like it. It doesn't pieces. sit right. That's how her hat was. It, it you were literally like what is there like a snake in her hat like a snake in her no, boot I, I, that was really funny I said is there a snake in her boot because that's how she looked she was so, like way and too- her wig was askew underneath it just looked like she looked like a doll yeah she and not in a good way unfortunately for her because she is a beautiful lady oh, she's crazy though she's literally she reminds me of Kelly I'm sorry. That's no, it. I I totally see it. I totally see it. It's just I am like, wow, this is the Kelly of Potomac. Send them to Scary Island. I need I need a meltdown. Oh my gosh. Well, I, she had an Instagram meltdown, so I don't know if we're gonna see that on the show. Oh, uh, if we don't, I s- hate to say it, but I hope so. I mean, I'm always down for an Instagram anything on the shows these days. But that's how we got the special scenes of the billiards room with New York. Mm-hmm. Saw them getting down with get down. I thought it was interesting when Giselle calls Ashley to make sure she's okay, like in air quotes, because mm-hmm. there's another example of her stirring the pot. Yeah, she's just trying to get information. This is exactly Ashley what was stone-faced. She had no reaction. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she already knew this stuff existed, but did she have a heads up it was going to be brought up on camera or what? Because then in the confessionals, she seemed so upset. So what was fake? The calm reaction or the tears? I think the calm reaction was fake because you can kind of see it in her eyes. She's like taken off guard and she's like, mm, what did you hear? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. But she just keeps smiling and in the confession. I mean, I think in the confessionals, it's probably um, like you're having a one-on-one conversation with a producer who's trying to provoke an emotional reaction out of you. And in the scene, she's just with Katie, who's just, She's just hoping to get a scoop for her next newspaper. But the other thing is, is that these confessionals are probably taped like a week or two weeks, sometimes even a month after they filmed the scene. I think in that moment, she was trying to act like, play it off that it was like cool. And like, oh, this is like, you're hearing rumors. You saw this because she kind of goes, oh, you saw that on TMZ kind of trying to be like almost like mocking like, oh, whatever. Like, it's not a big deal. And then, you know, once, you know, she kind of kind of started going to the other, like, I guess, loss hearings or whatever. I don't know what you do for a case like this. When she was going to court, maybe she started to realize the gravity of the situation. She got to talk to Michael more. Even and then it's months later, like, she probably still wasn't going to court yet. Maybe there was more backlash on social media. Yeah. But that my point is, she's not upset over... The fact that her husband groped, like my, she's not upset ever over the these possible allegations of her husband being with men. Yeah, she's not never once been upset about that. She's always completely nonchalant, completely like whatever, blase. Like you would not be blase well, if she, that's your husband. Well, she still does come after ladies' mention. She's like, all you guys always bring about my husband that he's gay. I'm over it. Like I'm done with you calling him gay. Like and which I get, which is I feel like is her like not being like 
fighting or like not backing down from that fight. Mm-hmm. Cause she does repeatedly say in the episode in episodes past where she's like, you guys just always come after Michael for like being gay. It's so stupid. Like get something new. And I feel like, I feel like what you kind of feel is like where it's like almost like a, what well, a situation where a housewife is like not upset by the situation, but upset by the publicity, the mm-hmm. situation's exactly. getting, which I totally understand. Cause I feel like, Ashley thought her storyline this season was going to be the baby. She's trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Her and Michael are going to go for it. And then on, on a dime, her She was going to do her usual messy shit. Yeah. And now it's like this real ass situation has been thrown in your face. And at first she tries to play it off when she's there with Katie and be like, it's no big deal, whatever. Because she's thinking if she acts like it's no That's big a deal, good point. You're right. maybe they won't film about it anymore. Maybe it will blow over because it's not, you know, yeah. it has to do with the show. That's true. Maybe she thought it was just going to blow over right away and they weren't going to really show it because of their own liability. Exactly. That's a good point. But I then they were like, we're going to double down on the story and then cut to there was a no month escape. later. Yeah, she's like, she's I'm mortified. ruined. Yeah. But her husband also before was exposed for being on Grinder. When they were on vacation. Yeah, this isn't the first time, right? Yeah. You've told me this. And um, there was the Juan comment. And I mean, who? like we've said before, we don't give a shit if he's gay. Like, is it an Australian thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like down under, do they get a little bit under- more frisky? I, I wouldn't necessarily say we're privy to their relationship, but they're on national television showing their relationship. So if they're going to show us a lie... You know what I mean? Like the viewers don't want to be lied to either. That's very true. Yeah. My thing is, is I don't think that the relationship's a facade. I think they might be a little bit more open than... But he's so disgusting and she's so beautiful. Yeah. I don't understand how she can... Like when she blindfolded him and was giving him the strawberries, he looked like that was his first time with a female body. Yeah, but I, my thing is, is like... Like, I, they do not look like they have attraction or sexual tension between them. They have an arrangement, I think, is what the situation is. I know, but that's... Oh, I just... I think I've said this before, but couldn't she find an arrangement with a more attractive man? She's such a beautiful girl. I mean, it's Potomac. I don't know if the pickings are ripe. But, like, if that... If you're that's what you're there for, you're looking for pickings and an arrangement. Come to LA. <laughs> There's the pickings are ripe here. Yeah, but maybe Ashley's like too crazy for LA. I don't think that is a thing. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think she could be on Beverly Hills. I don't think she'd fit in. No, no, no. Oh, I'm not saying as a housewife. I just mean like to find some rich husband. Oh yeah, but no, she wanted she wanted the fame and the fortune and more. She wanted. Well, it she's all. not on the show because of Michael. She's on the show because she was Miss America, yeah. and she's. But she also has the money because of Michael. Michael doesn't have the money. Bravo has the money to make them look like they have the money. His kangaroo ass restaurants shut down. Yeah, you did tell me this. They they ain't selling no ostrich eggs no more. Ostrich egg omelets. You know what? Maybe um, I'll open up an Australian restaurant. No, it was did horribly. So regardless of what's like really going on with this, I mean, clearly these two are in it for the long haul because they have a baby. So clearly they want to make something work. Well, they have sperm and an egg. They have a baby. A lot of people have babies that don't want to be together. <sighs> I just feel, <laughs> you know. I, for the baby's sake, I hope they do. But I'm just saying. Who knows? You know, maybe they'll have, you know... A couple extra people in the house on the side. 
you know, taking care of the baby and then servicing the Michael's father. other sugar, uh, sugar baby. So gross. Uh, he just disturbs me. He just looks always like he's, a, he looks like a rat in a trap all the time. He, he was very, he's the age spots are not really great. Um, uh, I want to talk about something that Ashley says about this, where she kind of, um, goes that she think, thinks it's odd that suck a penis gate and this cameraman thing come out at around the same time. Whereas like she's almost trying to elude, and this is when she's with Katie, mm-hmm. that it's some kind of conspiracy. Yeah. Like by Bravo? I don't know. By I someone else? Um, I'm going to bet that this is all going to end up circling back to Giselle eventually. <laughs> At least to Ashley. I mean, you not that I think Giselle started this whole conspiracy yeah. and like plotted. started this whole rumor and no, I don't out. think I don't think Ashley's that big of a rival maybe to do something to Karen but not to Ashley she's small potatoes she's got to find someone who her husband fucked call Leanne see what she's seen down at the roundup yeah yeah really like do a team up between Potomac and Dallas where like she's like <laughs> Leanne what have you seen come see these bars in Potomac we need to <laughs> bring see your Michael. hands um let's talk about Candace and Monique because we kind of see a different part of their relationship. I thought it was so cute how Monique's kids were excited to see her. They're like, her. Miss Candy, Miss Candy. And I was like, oh my God, I thought God, that these was kids so cute. And Monique's bedroom is gorgeous. And then we see, I was like all for being on Team Candace. Then seeing that how much the kids loved her, I was like, okay. Yeah. If the kids love her, she must be a, not a horrible person. And then I see she's sitting on the bed munching on a fruit plate <laughs> while her pregnant ass friend is struggling to crouch on the floor and put this bassinet together. Like, are you kidding me? You watch this pregnant woman struggle and you don't at least stop shoving your face full of the fruit she probably cut up for herself and help her put the bassinet together. Yeah, like it was. It was Every bad. time I want to give her really any credit, she immediately is like, nope, please, please don't give me that credit. I don't deserve it. Um, I also thought it was very rude that Candace kind of comes after Monique when Monique tries to explain to her what she felt the situation was like at the dinner, where basically Monique was like, um, you weren't a woman who could control what was going on in her own home, but rather you're someone who had a temper tantrum that allowed the ladies to walk over you. Yeah. And she's like, and I think that was... The difference was you kind of flipped out and there was like a different way you could have handled this. And Candace is just like, I don't want to talk about it. And the mom stuff is like, you know, low blows. And like, unless I bring it up, don't bring it up. And Monique's like, well, you never told us that. You talk about it with us all the time. Mm -hmm. It was a hot topic. Then, you know, but still that's no excuse for you to throw this temper tantrum and have the ladies get all riled up because you're all riled up in your own home. I don't know. I just feel like. I thought it was funny that. Monique confronted Candace for behaving like her mom right after merely Chris. days after her husband did. Right? It's like if all these people are saying the same thing, maybe it's time to listen to them. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you need to take a look in the mirror. Yeah, and figure some stuff out for yourself. Uh, let's- I also wanted to say, on these Real Housewives shows, these women's children must be the sound guy's absolute nightmare. Oh, yeah. Like, you could just hear Monique's kid, like, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, I mean, we have to stop this podcast time. sometimes because, like, the cat knocks something over or the dog does, like, a little, like, boop, yeah, like, bark. Imagine the kids. Imagine children. Yeah. Thank, thank God there's no, no, no little nuggets running around here. Like, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. Mommy's Ethan. trying to run for a podcast, Ethan. <laughs> Ethan. That was, 
That was a deep cut. No Mommy one's gonna, bought no a one... whole outfit for the podcast, Ethan. Mommy bought a whole outfit for the podcast, Ethan. I <laughs> will see if anyone gets that that deep, deep cut, that late night. Um, let's let's get to Katie's farm party. So Katie's giving uh, a tour to Robin of her house, and it's literally like the porch is over there. That's the vortex. Um, there's this room, and it's like, what is? She's like pointing at things, like. Tour is walk them the property. She's never been there before. That's why this is just her cover house. Well, she was like, "Oh, I got engaged in the vortex over there, and all this stuff." Just her backstory. She's <laughs> in this the wig again. It's like, girl, do you not see this wig on you? Do you not see that? And it's, her Lego hat, her Lego cowboy, her Lego hat. cowboy hat. Yeah, lock it in. Um, everyone's driving to the house. I thought it was interesting. Giselle and Robin agreed to apologize to her together. And as soon as the party started, they were both like each man for himself. They each apologized by themselves separately. Well, Giselle apologizes in the car where she yeah. gets like a jump on it. And she's like, I just wanted to say I'm sorry. But you don't see Robin at the party like, okay, Giselle, let's apologize now. So yeah. like, obviously they were both like, ah. Yeah, they're like, I need to get it in first so that I'm the one who's in less trouble. Exactly. Um, I also left at... Karen driving <laughs> to Giselle's house or Katie's house and being like, consent is everything. And it's she like, is loving this. Yeah. I'm like her fake salt room moment with Ashley was so fake and she cannot wait to take this girl down. The high five from last episode was so much more real. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very into Karen. I love Karen. Uh, I also really, I hate to accuse someone of being on drugs, but I really thought something was wrong with Katie in this episode. The speech, yeah. She said, to a time of bucolic beauty. To a simpler time of sisterhood. Peace, love. Love and vortex. And vortex. And then cheers. And made eye contact with no one, literally staring off into the abyss. And then the rest of the episode, she was just in the background, sitting on a bench, blinking, looking <laughs> on one at like one of the Wayne brothers, not the Wayne brother. What are they called? Garth and Wayne. What are they called? That's the. That's, but what's their like name? The duo. Um, I don't know, but it's the one about their like rockers. Where people are gonna like listen to this and be like, these two are so stupid. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. There we go. God, you, I it was on the tip of my tongue. I was like, Wayne's I couldn't think of. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm like, what? What? I was like, they're rockers. Like, Garth. I just when you say Garth, I think of the red wig that we have. That makes you look like Garth. That makes me look like Garth when I put it on. Garth and Wendy had a baby. <laughs> exactly. If Wendy from Wendy's and Garth. From Wayne's World had a baby. This wig, it, Eddie it's has. In this wig. Um, so they all start to sit down, and after Robin's apologized, Katie's done her weird ass speech. Now Candace is going to apologize to everyone because she's not mature enough to just apologize to Ashley for overreacting. She has to apologize to the whole table for her behavior. Whatever. Everyone's like, okay, we're done. And might I add, while she's chewing, like, girl, you can't even swallow. I don't understand people on reality TV. Don't talk with food in your mouth. What's wrong with you? Yeah, people are going to see it. Like, they'll edit out the pause if they have to. Yeah. You'll be okay. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. It makes you look disgusting, and it makes me immediately stop listening to whatever you're saying, because all I can focus on is your disgusting, disgusting cow cut. (laughs) Well, after Candace apologizes for her thing, Ashley's like, okay, I need to address the elephant in the room, and that's Michael. 
And she's like, so what I can say about this is that it's an ongoing um, case and wait for the truth. And I can't say anything. And everyone's like, what? It's a very typical housewives response of like, I can't talk about anything, any legal proceedings that are ongoing. Maybe one of the Beverly Hills women coached her about it. Maybe she was in LA looking for a rich sugar daddy and it didn't work out. Um, I thought that was so expected and typical. She's not going to be like, well, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, let me tell you exactly what's going down with the, the man that my husband's ass with that he grabbed. And Giselle goes into stirring the pot more and decides to mention that Karen high-fived Robin after Penisgate was mentioned, which prompts Ashley to say, oh, really, Karen? You've got a lot of skeletons in your closet. Karen, you do rival the catacombs, which I thought was an amazing line. Rival the catacombs is going to be my new thing to tell people. I'm like, don't mess with me. I know they've got the skeletons in your closet. It rivals the catacombs. That was brilliant. Did was she, so did she funny. pre-plan that joke? I don't think so. Because that was everything. Um, then, after that, everyone's kind of going after each other for all the things that everyone did wrong. Giselle gets under fire for bringing Ashley back to the house. And everyone's like, well, if someone's been told to leave, why do you bring them yeah. back? Uh, then it can't, Giselle calls out Candace for being judgmental. And then Candace's like, no, it's just my opinion. I'm not judgmental. She keeps saying she's entitled to her opinion, but you don't have to express your opinion all the time. Exactly. If people aren't asking your, asking for your opinion, keep it to yourself. For example, earlier in the episode, Giselle's talking about how she's going to get her home done in four months, and the look on Robin's face was purely like, oh, girl. But she says nothing because she's she knows like, it's not my place. This is what she, you know what I mean? Like, she wants to do this. She thinks she can do this. It's Who am I to say you can't do this? Save it for the confessionals. Who am I to tell you how to go get, about getting pregnant? You can have your own feelings about it, but keep it to yourself. I mean, it's true. She needs to keep it to herself. And clearly this opinion is, like, her opinion is offensive to many people because everyone's upset at her now. And she does exactly what she's done every single time in this episode when anyone comes against her, starts calling them hypocritical, wrong, starts screaming over them, and then is like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, when everyone's against you, you have to look in the mirror, like we said before. Like, your family's against you, your friends are against you, your husband's against you. You, It's you. There's an issue, and it's you. You need to go to some therapy that's not on TV. Go to some real stuff. Um, but the, then Katie does kind of get in the drama a little bit, and she cheers us once again as everyone's kind of fighting at the table and goes... Here's to fake bitches and ass grabbing. I mean, and everyone cheerses and drinks. And then, then the people are like, "Oh, I was only, I was only choosing to uh, the, the to first the, half the first or the half second to half." Um, I liked when Karen then goes to address the high five again. She says, "I had an enjoyable moment and I deserved it." It's like you deserved to laugh and cackle over another woman's downfall, <laughs> and you're just gonna. She's like, "I deserved that high five. <laughs> I was having a good moment. You're going to stand in that truth? <laughs> like, okay. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Karen Hoover. <laughs> Ashley's reaction to Karen's clankety-clank, you better help your husband, she was just like, huh? And walked away. I could. I thought there was going to be fireworks after that, and she was just like, Karen, go shift your wig. Like, I mean, that line coming from Karen was so iconic so iconic and that'll go down in the books that it better 
it better because the, the soap comment just killed me. Just killed me. And I love seeing that it was a callback to a soap comment that Ashley had previously made about Karen's husband, which I hadn't put together previously. Until now. So seeing that on the show, I was like, oh, wow, Karen. Deep cut. Way to go. Hey, these Potomac women, they do not forget. They do not forget. Their memories are like elephants. Um, let's get into Candace and Monique. Do you want to break this one down, Kelsey? I mean, I don't know what there is to drag down. They're having the same fight they were having at her house. Yeah, I mean, it gets down to Monique Beasley being like, Candace, I think of you as family. I've been your ride or die since day one. And Candace is like, no, if you're my ride or die, then why can't you do like, you know, this or support me? And yeah, all this? she thinks if you're her friend, you shouldn't say anything against her. Exactly. But sometimes that's what a true friend does. They're not just yes people, as Monique as says. Monique says, Candace yeah. wants. A true friend's going to tell you when you're out of line or when you're driving people away or you, you know what I mean? And clearly, th- this is stuff that Candace does not want to hear, but she needs to hear. Definitely needs to hear it. That's why it's so hard to hear. Um, I did love that. Monique was like, I, I didn't care if my pregnant ass, I was going to drag you. I like, would still drag you. Pregnant and all. I loved that. She's going to have a lot of a lot of ass kicking to do when this season's over and she's got her baby popped out. Yeah, she's going to like, come next season, she's going to be going left and right, knocking hoes. I love it. This was a hoe down. And like they said, some hoes did fall down. <laughs> yep. Um, next week's episode looks... Great. Juicy as always. Um, we got more of uh, Candace and her mom, which I'm very interested to see. It's been a fascinating journey so I far. I mean, like I said before, we need them on family boot camp, family marriage boot camp, whatever it totally. is. Totally. Get them, you know, maybe on Family Feud family. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a fighting families show where they yeah. wrestle each other? I'll watch that too. That'd be fantastic. But if you guys don't want to miss a single one of our podcasts for Potomac, Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you guys want to follow us on social media, check us out on Instagram and Twitter by searching Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Kelsey, how can people find you on the internets? You have to put on your Katie Ross wig, hat, and glasses and (laughs) infiltrate my life and become a detective and then find my social media accounts. Or you could just go to Hot Roberts Twitter. <laughs> and you can follow me by searching at Eddie underscore Strata um, on everything. And we will see you guys next time.